1: hello and welcome to another episode of the shape of work podcast in this episode today we have with us vinayak jhadav who is human resource business partner at every denison hi vinayak thank you for coming and joining us today how are you hi
0: good evening Riddhi. and it's wonderful to be here on this live sessions
1: yeah it's pleasure having you here uh so uh before we jump into the conversation Please, could you give listeners a brief introduction to you and your role at Every Denison?
0: Sure, Riddhi. First of all, thanks to you, Riddhi, and uh, Team Springworks for giving this opportunity to share my views. Well, yes. these views are uh, totally my views and nothing relating to my organizations or any person.
1: Yeah,
0: These are purely mine. So st- let me tell something about myself. I'm a versatile HR leader having a total experience of two decades in the field of human resource and employee relations. A key member of the management team responsible for the overall direction and management of the human resource and employee relations strategy. By qualification, I am a postgraduate in human resource from the University of Pune. Adding to that is I have also done my diplomas in labor law and labor welfare and a certification in business transformation strategies from XLRI. Also. I'm a Six Sigma Greenbelt certified person. In my current organization, I lead the human resource in Avery Dennison for operations, supply chain and R&D division for the South Asia. An interesting and a challenging role, keeping me always busy and trying new things and different things, doing very differently. My role here is more on the strategic human resource, business partnering, legal and compliance of HR, sharing my expertise in the areas of Positive employee relations and building the culture and leading change management. Long side short, right from talent management to the exit of the employee. Entire life cycle of an employee, including the employee experience during this journey. This is what all in short I do.
1: Definitely. It's been quite a journey, hasn't it?
0: Yes. In fact, it's a long. So if I see 20 years back when I started starting with each of the human resource functional areas and now the entire gambit of human resource by experience, by learning and taking initiative this has really helped me.
1: Definitely I'm always fascinated. I am And I know many of our listeners are to understand the story behind a successful HR business partner. And obviously you have been in this domain for quite a long. So like what has been your most rewarding moment in your career so far?
0: I think there are uh, many of the milestones. uh, Yes. With the expertise with my team and also my seniors, my mentors, which I have been able to do. Uh, So in 2000, uh, just uh, three, just uh, in 2017, I was, 2016, I was the recipient of the Leadership Award in the HR convention in Paris for hiring and business strategy and out-of-the-box thinking. So here, we had an issue where we had attrition on the shop floor and he had deployed persons with disability. And this was an award-winning in Paris, which I had earned this award. Other than that, there are various other milestones recently uh, if you had seen my LinkedIn handle, you would have seen I have received the Global Leadership Award for People in uh, Initiatives for the AD Aspire People Awards for Driving People Agenda for the South Asia business. And also internally, we have received at the South Asia region uh, the awards for a human resource. So these are some of the recent achievements or colors that I have received currently.
1: Well, it's certainly very exciting, and it's hugely impressive what you have already achieved. And of course, we are going to talk uh, quite a lot about the work that you have been doing around employee voice today. So, yeah. so, so of course, you as a leading human resource, like how do you ensure that employees are trained with the right skills at the right time? Because it's it has been spoken a lot about upskilling in the season of layoffs. So how an organization provide the right skills required to their employees?
0: See, a really weird, very good question, in fact. And uh, let me share. So while I was uh, doing my post-graduation, Okay. The important thing that I learned is training is not op- optional. Okay. And that reminds me of a beautiful quote by uh, Albert Einstein, which talks about inter- intellectual growth should commence at birth and cease only at death. So in this today's world, this has become a more relevant today as the rate at which technology is developing and growing exponentially. This is where learning and development comes. Employee value career development more than ever. If you see the statistics, 94% of the employees will stay at the company if it is invested in their career development. Look at this current Gen Y employees. The expectation of this generation is very different. Today, employees are looking for jobs that are giving meaning or helping them to grow. Training that is not only helping them in the current job, but adds value to themselves and in the long run. So these are the expectations from the employees what we see. Everyone wants to be with the current technologies, whether it is digitalization or industry 4.2. So this is what the people also look for. And if you see about the right skills when we are talking about the right times, yes, currently the technologies are changing. While we are doing hiring itself, we are looking for new talents who can cope up with the new coming trends. And definitely, yes, we have high potentials. We have people coming in the industries who can take this uh, further opportunities and to train them. It's very important for the organization. So we have certain employees, been identified during these roles. Where do we they currently stands? What are their inclination towards? Where do we they see their career path? Whether they are having that interest to move in that direction is also plays an important role. Because when we talk about training, it's purely about investing in an employee. And if the employee is not interested. Whatever you train, will not be giving you the result. So important is understanding the career plan, the career the inclination of an employee is very much important. Second is on the organization. Where do we want to go? What are the organization regions? Where we see? Based on that, what are the new trends, new technologies coming in and how we are matching those technologies, how we are uh, making those, uh, meeting those technology requirements and the people to be trained on that. So because we cannot be left because back as that. So based on that, uh, uh, the right skills have been trained at the right time. We also see other than this, there are functional skills, there are transversal skills. Based on those competencies, skills rating, the employee has been trained. So these are some of the aspects that we trained by the employee looking at the future trend, the requirement of the organization, and also the liking or the interest of the employee to take the next roles.
1: Definitely, as you highlighted, you know, knowing about the employee's need, I think if the organization will understand that, then definitely they can ha- develop a great plan and conduct skill gaps analysis and definitely organization can help to know the better requirement of the right skills for the employee. So, Perfect. yeah, so of course, and, you know, talking about the but talking about the employees point of view, sometimes, you know, they are not. That productive even after having the right skills required for their jobs because because every organization work culture is very different and you know to understand the work culture of the organization employees need training in that particular area so what do you think like are the tools and trainings do employ need to be effective in their jobs
0: okay when you talk about the effectiveness. That gives me, uh, uh, I I like to share one more thing. The management guru, what we call about Peter Drucker. So he often talks about what gets measured, gets improved. And definitely, effectiveness when we are talking about as we measure, we improve on that. So, having said that, some of the tools, what we, what, you know, actually would be there, the current things are there, and the future also looking at that. There are a lot of knowledge based softwares other than. What we do, we follow the 70, 20, 10 principles, which is widely been followed. But other than that, you have a knowledge-based software. You have a lesson learned class. Take an example, I'm having some issue. I'm trying to learn some things, but I solve some technical or some problem. And I put it on the company website. Okay, I have resolved this. Maybe someone staying back in, uh, or someone in US or in UK is facing the same issue, but he does not have a solution to that. He'll just go Google on, sorry, on the the company website, put the tags, name there, and he can get what was being done in India during that time for this particular issue. And this is what the current trend is, what we call this lesson learns card. So that is a solution, an immediate solution. People learn from that. That's the knowledge-based software, what we call Second type of learning, what I say, is the very famously known as the learning management system. For, well, you know, you have just enrolled on that, get your certification done on the liking, what you have, whether it's the soft skills, whether it's the functional skills. Those are some of the tools, you know, the employees uh, or the new generation can look into it. You have project management tools. Basically, many of the projects, many of the people are doing, not only for the technical background, but on various other aspects, even for the human resource or the finance. So there are various project management tools that really helps us. These are all online. These are through classroom trainings. You can just opt for that. Small things like linking to a cultural navigator. It's also a good learning tool. When you talk about a cultural navigator, it's nothing about, but knowing about the other countries. How do people, while we visit the other countries, how do you greet the people? What are your working costs? How do they, what they like, what they don't dislike. So understanding those, that also helps the employee to be in par, in line with, you know, the other countries and to know and get the work done in a very effective way. Other than that, you find a lot of things like you have a lot of trainings on Zoom, you know, there are uh, various other the Google Hangouts. New technologies coming in for training, I have that. Other than that, even for the shop floor employees, when you are talking about the blue-collared employees, you see uh, most of the things coming on in-app training tools, like just log in by your Google uh, email ID, there is an app, complete that training. So not only for the white-collared, but blue-collared people are also now going online for this trainings, these are the different tools that are available in the market as well as in the industries. Besides that, yes, of course, as I said, it's, you also have the online, uh, sorry, the classroom trainings, which is now give, uh, given a, a little bit less focus because it's more on the technical or more on you know, hands-on experience, what it is doing. So adding to this, an employee will only become effective and productive if he is trained well, if he is getting those training, if there is a proper career development plans, proper review of those career development plans have been taken. I put my career development plan, one, two, three trainings, training in the sense, what am I going to do? The important thing is when we talk about training, it's only about training, Is only about learning but applying those learnings to a live job is very difficult or people sometimes forget and that's why this principle of feminity 2010 is really effective so while we give training there are various different forms of employees to give at uh, the training so let me give you an example a new candidate who has joined the organization the training is for this person is to familiarize him with the organization mission, vision, rules and regulations, and the working conditions. The existing employee, if there are trainings, it's more on the refresh or enhancing their trainings or their knowledges, what they already have. In addition, if there are any changes uh, in technologies, any advancement, future, uh, excuse me, future for the growth. So for that, we have certain trainings. We have to train people. And of course, as I said about career development, it is an important thing. The reviews are important. Then only it helps. There is a mechanism. It's not only about training, but a mechanism to ensure that the training, the mentoring that is being given is effective. Of course, the last, not the least, but any changes in the manager, the new leader assemblation program really helps. It's also a type of training where you understand your manager, his expectations. What does the manager like? What does the manager dislike on the work? Similarly, it's the opportunity for the candidate for the employees also to state their expectations from the managers and also what they dislike or like during the work activities. So it's important. It's not only building the culture as such by this training, but it also gives a free and a comfort and environment to the employees, and thus increases the productivity, and builds a good rapport within the organization. We talk about just uh, one more, a couple of things just adding to that. We also talk about more of the things on the digitalization, the HR digitalization. There is a lot of data, if you see, from, we do a lot of HR analysis. There are many softwares. But what we do is, you know, by this training, we give trainings, we take those actions. But there are very few actions that are being what we action on, that we work on. So a lot of trainings really helps, but important is on the application of training. That is very important, which I will say. And once you apply this training in your real life jobs, the productivity or the effectiveness is very high. And the investment, the return for the investment, you'll find on that.
1: Definitely great points have been put up by you. And of course, in our conversation, you have mentioned that 70-20-10 principle. So can you elaborate on that principle for our listeners a little bit more?
0: Yes. uh, When we talk about the 70-20-10 principle, it's more on... The so 70 is more on online or actual working on the project itself. Okay. It's a hands-on training when you talk about 70%. On-the-job okay. training when you talk about 20% is more on talking to the leaders, getting the development action plans, okay, taking those mentoring from them. And 10% is through books or the classroom trainings. Okay. So that is how we do a 70-20 10 principle for that.
1: That's really great to know the insights and of course the overall Providing employees with the right tools and training can help them perform their jobs more effectively, increase job satisfaction, and of course contribute to the success of the organization.
0: Yes, there are a lot of benefits. So if you talk about when you talk about the effectiveness, there are always a happy employee, your retention rates are high. Yeah. People want to, you know, highly motivated workforce you have and they are ready to contribute. So that's the uh, really advantages of the strengths what we have.
1: Definitely great. So, of course, you know, you as a human resource business partner, you might be dealing with various policies and programs for the employees, and of course for the organization as well. So, how do you think like people policies and programs are stay aligned, and how the organization will monitor this?
0: Okay, yes so on this, uh, I talk about you know in um, in various industries you you'll find many of the policies and programs that are being run currently on. But what makes a slight difference, I'll talk more about that. Okay. Because policies would be there, every company would be having certain policies, but what makes a difference and what really makes the employee happy and engaged employee, we'll be talking, I like to share my views. Yeah, on sure. that. So basically when we talk about People, it's more about the robust succession planning. If a person sees that, okay, trainings have been provided to me, there is a mechanism to review. I see my career path. Definitely the retentions are high. The person's engagement is high. So when we talk about this, so we also talk about the woman representation. When we talk about the DNA angle, that's also important. Yeah. Because how many women are there in the leadership roles? That has to be also being studied. Women's on the shop floor, how many are there? And what is that what we can do to increase those numbers? What we talk about the persons with disability? I have been very institutional in my last two organizations where, where I have onboarded persons with disability working on the shop floor as well as women on the shop floor. Currently, uh, if you see after this COVID trend, there is more focus on different programs, and one of them and a very important is on the health and well-being aspect. Yeah. Time was not uh, easy during the COVID time, let me tell you, and all the companies have learned a lot from them. Yeah, that's very. Some of the programs which really helped, or you know, I would like to bring is. Normally what we do is we while the employees we do an exit interview but that is sometimes what what I would prefer to do is conducting a stain conversation or stain interviews. So when we do a stain interview we, we come to know more about what are our policies are the programs giving giving the effective results or not? Does it mean any change? when you go to the employee who's already there in the system he feels yes. And when we tweak those program, makes slight changes important. Having a listening sessions with our employees, do a listening sessions, focus group that would really help in the people practices. The other policies and small initiatives, what we would be doing, because engagement, reward and recognitions. Nowadays, it's. Uh, Employees look for flexi-working, which is very important. And there's a future of where we are talking about. Three days in office, two days in work. Now, if you see, you would have read in the news also. In UK, it is now going to be four days a week. And they feel that, yes, people do be productive. Same in India is also... The trend is moving from six days to five days, now five days to like three days working, two days work from home. Yeah. <laughs> so this trend, and this is the expectation and the management or the organization feel that people will be more productive. They are getting the results from them. If you see, I talk about some of the, as I was talking about some of the policies that are different and uh, would uh, really be something, the uh, adding factor to is, For the employees, normally we have a lot of leave policies, but I think the bereavement leaves for the employees who have lost the family members really help. The adoption leave, many of the companies still are thinking about what we do on the leaves, but yes, on the adoption leave, whether you have a child or not, you can adopt a child. There are certain rules. The company has taken a step ahead. The organizations are taking a step ahead to support the employees. To so the employee feels a part about the organization. You have salary advances given to the employees while in the difficult times, with this COVID or any family emergencies, companies are moving ahead with uh, with welcoming mothers back from their leaves from their maternity leave where they have specific having manager's guide for working mothers that really helps them to assimilate in the work culture after their break times. Right? Organizations are moving ahead with the secular holiday calendar. So It was not like a long days back where we had seven or ten holidays are compulsory mandatory holidays but now you see a trend where you get optional holidays yeah you can take optional holidays as you feel so 10 days holiday you take mm-hmm. holidays as per your wish. Yeah. so it's a secular calendar what we have yeah insurance benefits we have uh, the organizations have moving towards uh, a vast variety of insurance benefit whether it is a medical claim on a higher amount or personal accident or the term insurance not only limiting to that but extending inclusion of same sex partners on the inclusion coverage so when we talk about more about the diversity and inclusion it's not only limiting to ourselves but you know inclusion of the same sex partner also is being put in yeah many of the companies have started this this is what it is needed at this time So they are doing all the organizations are doing differently on the people, policies and programs where the organization is seen a very fair organization, a fair employer, and also that acknowledges and celebrates diversity, equity and inclusion. for for the peoples and the people practices.
1: Definitely. Diversity, equity and inclusion are the new trends today in the and
0: Yes, and cannot, you know, in this, uh, because I am a firm believer that diversity helps in building the productivity and the efficiency.
1: Definitely. In, In fact, as you highlighted about the policies also, like the exit policies and the analogy you have been put that, Of course, when the organization, you know, leave the organization, we need to take their feedbacks to understand more about the organizations, if they are working effectively towards the employee or not. So I think these has been the great policies you have been put. And by, of course, monitoring these areas, organization can ensure that, you know, they are aligned with their goals and values and are able to make adjustments as they needed to stay competitive and successful.
0: Yes, absolutely. That's the important because... Important is the organization visions, where the organization currently is. What are the five-year goal plans organization? What are the new technologies, new investments, any acquisitions, any mergers they want to do? Based on that, all these people-related strategies have been deployed.
1: Definitely.
0: Yes. So, uh, Riddhi, thanks a lot to you and to SpringWorks. For giving all this opportunity to talking to me, yeah. Sorry,
1: but of course this brings us to the end of our conversation. But also, I want to ask you about the last questions that before we leave, can you you know advise our listeners like how they can help them to avoid the common pitfalls in the organization? Like what are some of the things you think that where we still need to get better at as a community and as a practice?
0: I think uh, two things uh, which I would like to say. One is initiative. Yeah. I think uh, take initiatives. Take initiatives wherever wherever you get an opportunity. Try to learn things. Try to learn a lot from those what we can do. Because that will definitely help us. Sticking to one functional area of human resource or a specific area never will help us okay so one is one important is taking initiative mm. second is a change management when we talk talk about change management when people say it is difficult no change is always easy the yeah. transition is difficult if you ask me okay changing from one system to other mm. is easy. Mm. Because putting a new machine, yeah, mm-hmm. it's there. The machine is being put. The change has happened. Yeah, But to transition, it's important to have that transition.
1: That's a great analogy. It's
0: in transition. But yeah. the important is transition. When we always talk about change management, we only talk about the change management. Change happens. From this part to this part, the change has happened. But we forget the transition has not happened. And while mm-hmm. we are talking and you know, generally talk when we do, we said the change management has not taken place. It's not. The change has taken place. The transition has not taken place. So always I feel that, okay, there has to be a transition. And of course, the important thing was, as I always say, measure your work. So I really like this quote about the Peter Duffer. What okay. gets measured gets improved. Yeah. Measure. Measure what you have done. Set your goals for your for the next three to five years, where you stand, what you want to do, measure yourself, definitely you're going to improve and you're going to achieve whatever you want in your life.
1: Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of takeaway from the content you have shared today.
0: (laughs) Yes, Riddhi. Yeah. do I let think. me know anything else is required sure
1: thank you for sharing this vinayak so this brings us to the end of our conversation but before we leave can you tell our listeners where they can reach out to you
0: yes you can reach out to me at vinayak 406 at the rate yahoo.com so this is my email id you can just reach out to me drop me a email and i'll respond back Okay.
1: thank you so much vinayak it was lovely hosting you today
0: Thanks a lot, Prithi. Thanks to the entire listeners. Have a good day.